This podcast is brought to you by Aventino Watches, aventinowatches.com. We not only tell time, but Aventino is a story that defines time and changes the way time is used. With their cost-effective timepieces, you can show up looking like you run an empire without emptying your bank account. They design every Aventino product and partner with the world's leading manufacturers. They only use high-quality standards and as high-end brands to make only the best and more fashionable products. Their main focus is to deliver the most affordable price to you. Unlike other high-end brands in the market, they cut out the middlemen and retail shores to ensure this is possible. Since they are born online, we, they sell directly to you with their secure worldwide shipping wherever you are. Their customers' happiness and satisfaction means a lot for them, and every order comes with a money-back guarantee and warranty. Use our promo code FWACATA15, F-W-A-C-A-T-A-1-5, and get 15% off on your first order and help support the podcast. Check the link in the description, aventinowatches.com. Look good, folks. This is, these are nice watches. Look good. You can be dumb, but look good. Don't You know, look smart. Not dumb. Do it. Hey, folks, welcome to the Fuckin' Podcast. Huh? We got a new sponsor, huh? huh? Who'd have thought? Things are happening. Snippy, snappy, snapping fingers, snapping fingers. Uh, we're going to get into a couple of things. It's funny because I'm going to get into this huge fucking rant about owning and running a comic book shop for six years and then talk about Castlevania. It's like, huh? But I think they have both have poignant things to be said and done. And I think it's a good episode and uh, listen to more, you know, you should listen to other podcasts. And I am so poignant and smart and funny. You should think, you know, read it and then go get yourself a nice watch. And then, I don't know, buy a comic book of mine and then uh, commission me to do the comics and two and just give me the money. Um, that's how good this episode is. So uh, let me know what's up. I just found out that you can go on anchor.com. Find the podcast. You can record a message right there and send it in. A comment, a question, anything. If you have the Anchor app, you can also call in and leave a voicemail. And let me know what you guys are fucking thinking. I I, I see the numbers. People are watching it. I want to hear you guys. I want to see what you guys are thinking. I'd rather have a, 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 a dialogue with you guys than me just prattling on and saying shit endlessly into the internet. So try that out. Um, so enjoy this. I, I, I enjoyed making it. It was, it was fun today. Uh, yay. And go get a watch. Laters. Okay, all right, spooky time. Well, one thing I got to see this weekend and finally finished was Castlevania Season 4. Um, I am a huge fan of Castlevania, mainly because of its producer and writer, Warren Ellis. I'm a huge fan of Warren's work, everything he's done in comics, his novels, his newsletter, everything about it. And so I've always dug whatever he did. 
you know, every time I saw something, I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, if the Warren's in it, I'm gonna go try and go look at it. I can't say that I'm always 100% behind everything he does and everything else, all his different stuff, but th- this one I really d- dug myself. Uh, Castlevania just, you know, of course, touches me straight in the heart. You know, it's actually actually after Dra- uh, what, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, which was one of the, the best, if not the best, Castlevania game uh, that introduces Alucard, Trevor, and uh, oh my god, I forgot the girl's name. Oh shit, they're going to cancel me. I'll look it up while I'm doing this podcast because I don't want to be a dickhole. But, um, Elia, 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 something. Um, she was awesome. I like her a lot. I think she's a great character. I'm not trying to be a dick, but, uh, you know, I'm gonna. Da, 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 da. Cypher. Jesus Christ, Cypher. Jeez. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's such a great show, and and the voice. First off, the voice actors are phenomenal from one end to another. Oh man, no wonder Graham McTavish is Dracula. No wonder I was like now looking it up. Now he's an excellent, excellent actor. Man, Jamie Murray too is Carmilla. No wonder I like that. The, the actor was really good. Um, just the overall the cast, everything. Um, I guess it's the end of the series for this. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like there was more that could be done but man it was so fucking good um just overall the character development it had real character development these four seasons the characters did change as much as they were somehow sometimes the same you know like a true person is trevor belmont didn't stop being trevor Sypha didn't be, uh, stop being Sypha and Alucard didn't stop being Alucard but they became better versions of themselves and you saw real growth in it it was still fucked up it still had plenty of monsters it still had plenty of things I loved Castlevania it's been end to end perfect if this is where it stops if they say that's it this is it wow great great fucking work they should applaud themselves what a beautiful awesome thing now you know it's just sad to see anything go. Now, I will touch upon something that might be of some kind of note. But, you know, um, one reason there could possibly be the end of Castlevania for now was Warren Ellis was, you know, last year before COVID struck, outed by the all the fucking people and, and by the Internet. He got me tooed. Um, and I think it was a load of shit. Quite frankly, I don't understand the full barrage of it. There, there's some people that came out when I, because I kind of came to the defense of Warren, because what I had heard was maybe he was a bit lecherous. I will give that, but if that is a sin as a guy, <laughs> we're all gonna go hang, and and some women too. You know, if if people don't do weird shit and, and everything else. So I just feel like it's just kind of ridiculous. Some people said he preyed on people and he did this. I think it's bullshit. So I think maybe because of that, that's the reason why that they kind of went after him and why there might be an end to this. They gave him this one, you know, thing and, uh, you know, uh, I'm just trying to remember. Uh, had a certain and uh, yeah, and and he removed himself from a lot of things at his own request. Um, he did Batman's Grave, which I have yet to read. I have to read that, and uh, and yeah, they did that abuse star power for fan relationships. I mean, 
Wow, they still they still confuse Warren Ellis with the composer in Australia. Sorry, I'm looking up some of the stuff. Um, it's just sad because I I fucking I, I love his dialogue that he does. I love the dialogue in this. I love how the characters speak. They're real. Um, you could even say it's kind of like modern, vulgar, just like people going fucking shit and everything else. But I feel like you know. I, it makes it relatable because now you understand where the characters are at. I loved it. Just there's not much I can say about this fourth season without revealing too much, but just the way the characters popped up, way that things developed, it was really interesting. And I just love how he writes these characters, and there's a real humanity behind everything. And on top of that, he attacks it with real vigor and he gets you information he he indulges you in the world it just makes it so grand and so you know the see him any in in any lesser aspect it's just you know all i can say is that he's a human being he fucked up and then you know on top of that you know this other shit happened and so that sucks i i hate to see that happen but it, it it's just you know uh, if he was going out on this and he said, fuck it, I'm walking away at, with this, that's a magnum opus. And I can only imagine how many people are sitting back going, fuck, we want more. And I, I don't doubt he'll get more work and I don't doubt he'll be back and I don't doubt he'll do a lot of badass things. But I hate that because I feel like they kicked him like a dog when he was down and he himself took himself out of the picture uh, as always a class fucking act that he is. But I just hope he knows that he is an amazing writer and a lot of people still respect him and love him for his work. And um, just for whatever reason that I feel that some people are went out of their way to gain attention and go after him. I don't know. I, you know, we also don't know the full picture. We don't know if it was really a something like that, but it sucks. But I will say this. Uh, bravo, Mr. Ellis. And bravo, the whole Castro Castlevania. Bravo, everybody that was involved in it. All the illustrators, all the, the animators. Fuck yeah, man. This is like, this is the kind of cartoons and animation that makes me want to do animation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes me want to get back into animation. I, I always, I kind of wanted to back in the day because I loved Ralph Bakshi. I loved all that stuff. And I always thought, but I went into comics because that was where I had the most power. That's where I can draw and make shit and do stuff. So you know Oive, you know it just sucks how, how how things work out sometimes and uh never got into animation but man what a great thing can't if you're into the fucking spookiness if you enter the lore of castlevania if you like vampires you like monsters the night creatures are awesome everything that's involved in it got to fucking go and and, and watch this it's worth a netflix uh subscription it's the shit go watch it it's excellent. Can't say enough. So this past weekend, it was a... Jeez, Juan, you're going to be at a loss of words now. It was an odd thing. Let's just say it. You know, I kind of silently celebrated six years of having a comic book shop. And when I was doing that, I decided to put together a little blog post about it. And um, 
I sat, I had to come into the office on Saturday. Most of the time I have the weekends off from the shop. And I came in Saturday to help cover too because uh, my partner was out. Wanted to say take some vacay time because I just take some vacay time. And so, yeah, you know, I came in to just help him out and uh, watch the shop. So I was just putting together the, the blog post for it while I was at it. And I said, you know what? You know, since Sunday is going to be officially the day. Really, it's Saturday, but I said Sunday fun day on my blog. I always post something. I'll post something about this and, you know, make it fun. I'll go through my my iPhoto and I'll get some pictures and I'll get some stuff and put it up. And I done it. Didn't one didn't notice how fucking insane I was for doing this. How unprepared I was for doing this. And with how little I started this with. And compared to what I have or we have now. It's amazing. It's amazing and fucking scary. It's one of those things where the da calor frío, as they say in Spanish, it gives you hot flashes, almost like hot chills or some shit. I mean, it's just like what? Oh shit! Cold sweats. There you go. It's just like what the fuck? Like holy shit! How did I do it like that? And you know, the beginning of it was at that time we were in the tattoo shop. Uh, we were working with a tattoo artist that used to be my partner, and I rather not mention names because we are not in business together anymore. And um, he was kind of like, you know, he was looking for something new in the front of the shop. He knew my partner, John. John said, what about a comic book shop? He was a comic book nerd. So it's like, oh, fucking worked out. Came to me. I had just kismetly at that time been laid off from a really great job I had for five years where I was the art archivist for a private art collection and for as for uh, for being an artist and everything it was perfect because it helped me so much i was able to do a lot of things at that time um and i had a great boss and everything else but unfortunately he got elderly and other people got in charge and you know i got laid off but they took really good care of me i got this nice severance package and everything else he, he really sent me off really well i mean it was like you know i think the lawyer even said like i've never seen a guy lose his job and smile it's like you know I was ready to leave anyway. I got, you know, something out of it. I'm happy. And so I I, I was kind of looking for a new venture. I was eating shit. I was just twiddling my thumbs. I was like, okay, what job do I get? What do I do? And this came up about starting a comic book shop. And I was like, oh, man, you know, finally get into that world. I've been around so long. I, you know, I was still a creature entertainment with John. And we were going to the cons. And I've been around other comic book uh, uh, people. And I had a comic book collection and I had a bunch of stuff in storage and in different things. And so I said, all right, cool. I'll put something together and, you know, move it forward. And then, uh, you know, we started like that. And that's how the Goblin's Heist was born. And uh, me and John put it together. And after a while, we were working together with Xavier. We're doing a back and forth on there. John, after a while, felt the pressures for a little bit, and um, he decided to leave the company for a bit. He decided not to be into the comic books because he couldn't do it anymore, and it was blah, back and forth. So I started doing everything, and he sold his side, and Dan came in, who who became my other partner, and we were doing pretty good. And then, um, you know, and from there, we just, you know, it, it, it became tattoos and comics for a while, blossomed. Then uh, was doing really good. Then we got into some trouble. Then we went through some really hard times. Because I remember we moved. 
And after we moved, we got hit by a hurricane. There were so many problems on the tattoo side. There were so many things that, you know, my partner in the tattoos, he left and he had to do his own thing. And we we're like, fine. You know, I'm never going to be against anybody getting greener pastures and into more money. And uh, we were left at the comic book shop. And then some dark fucking times. It was really bad. Accounts were bad. Things were bad. I was trying to make it work in some way or another. Um, and then we, it started working again. And John came back in. He started working on it with us. We kept, We were putting everything together. Everything was, you know, the wheels were turning again. Um, so between Dan, John, and myself, we kept the shop going. There was a while I was away from the shop for even a little bit. I had a day job. I worked as a designer for New Era for a while. Um, and... I, I went back to the workforce because I needed, you know, insurance and all that good shit. That was a piece of garbage. I don't know why I did that. I mean, other than the insurance and maybe some money, it was all right. And then, um, you know, I would dare say maybe in the last year and a half, even through COVID, we were doing you know, so much better. We were really building up and now it's been really good. I mean, after six years, it's like, oh, I think we're finally finding our way. <laughs> like. I, I mean, after so many struggles, after so many things, after, you know, I, it's amazing. So I kind of wanted to explain to people. I wanted to put it somewhere on the Internet what I learned. And I posted it on the podcast um, I mean, on the on the blog. And uh, but I did want to kind of elaborate, I guess you could say, because I touched upon those things and I kept it at that, but I kept mulling it over afterwards. Like I tell you, it's a weird thing because part of me is really happy and proud of what I did, but I'm, and this is not me trying to be a perfectionist or this, is, I'm, I, but I'm not satisfied. I'm not there yet. I'm not happy with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like there's so much more to do. And anybody from the outside looking in, and I've seen this a lot thinks i have the world and my fingertips or something and everything is just fine and dandy and they don't notice how much shit i do for it to my chagrin even i think to a certain degree my business partners but that's for a whole other podcast but i every day is a hustle every day is getting on it every day is turning it back on Every day is cr- crushing your disbelief, your your low self-esteem, all that shit. There's no time for it. You kill that fucking thing and you move on to the next thing and you do the, what you need to be doing. And um, yeah. And, it, and and so because of that, I, I just feel like anybody getting into this and this, and this could go for a lot of businesses too. anybody going into a business, going into a career, going into that life goal, that thing that you wanted to achieve, that pinnacle of your being that you think, that, let me tell you, there's certain things that you have to do. Yeah, the, the first and foremost, inform yourself as much as you can before any endeavor. And I think even then you won't be enough because experience is the ultimate way of informing yourself. But you will come a time that you will have to throw down and put down and, and lay down all you, that you know and make it work. And there's times that you're not going to hear shit and you didn't know enough and you're going to fuck up and it's going to blow up in your face and you look like an asshole. At least to yourself. That is fine. Those, that means you learned. You learned the hard way. The hardest way is you die. 
uh, the best way is you live and there's another day and don't do it again. Um, a lot of things I jumped into and I didn't know and I did enough. And a lot of things I let pass. There, there are, were moments that I could have capitalized. I could have done more. I could have done this. I could have done that. There are some moments that I, w- I, I could have done more. I didn't because, and I'm proud of myself because I didn't fall for stupid shit. I didn't become a greedy bastard. I didn't rip anybody fucking off. Uh, people, a lot of people can say a lot of shit about me, and and I and if it's because I'm an asshole or I'm a dick or I'm 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 a know it all or I talk down to people or all this other shit, I will be like, yep, okay, sorry about that. But they can never say that I fucked them over, or that I took anything from them, that I stole anything, that none of that shit. And and people that have said that and have talked that shit or have heard it and even believed it have come back to me and said, oh, I know it's bullshit because you never did it to me. You, you, your, your, your reputation does precede yourself. And so I was very fortunate to have that, you know, my dad used to say all the time, you know, you can rip people off, but you can only do it once. And that's no way of, of, of making a business. You can't make a business where you fuck people over. And I know a lot of people in the comic book field. It is a common thing. All they do is fuck people over. And a lot of times when you walk out of that shop, they are sitting there talking about, look at this fucking dumbass. Look how I fucked them. And I hate to say that. I hate to say that. I'm not saying all shops. No, there's some great people out there doing some great stuff. But a lot of them are like that. And you got to just have your eyes open and do the research. Inform yourself as much as you can. Um, of all the businesses you can open, you will never you should never open a comic book shop for profit. <laughs> I mean, make a fucking profit, whatever you do make fucking money i you know but of all things don't let it be a comic book shop it be at first because of love for it because you will clock in the hours you will do the overtime you will do the unpaid fucking hours and um yeah and and it's gonna be a bitch but when you see that shop and you see those comics and you see that you it'll fill yourself with pride and you'll be happy uh, either way, you got to make a fucking profit. You got to put money in your pocket. You got to feed yourself. You got to find a working way. That's for sure. I don't believe in the starving artist thing. I really don't believe it. If you're starving, it's because you want to. Um, I think there's ways around it. Like I've done where I've gone in and out of advertising, in and out of uh, design work, in and out of shit fucking jobs to make things happen while still pursuing what I want. The job isn't my, you know, your job isn't you. You're not your fucking job. You're not your, your, your career. You know, you're not something. If you're doing this to make a pay a bill, doesn't mean you are that. If you're a fucking security guard at a mall or you're serving fast food at some place, doesn't mean you're a fast food server and that's it. You may have other goals. You have more things that you're gonna go for. For doesn't mean that's it. That's the end all be all of you. It's just a way to a means, or a means to a way but you do it for the love of it and when you really do fucking love it you will get into a very very far place you will do very well for yourself um and as far as comic book shops 
I was more and more about making a reader and having a relationship with my customers before I was about making money. Now, that sounds like hippie bullshit, and I agree with you. But it's something that I ran with for a very long time. And maybe that's why now I'm seeing finally these seeds give birth to something. Because I thought it was more important in the long run to make people fans of the comics that I was into and fans of the comics that were coming into my shop so people can read them than it was for me to just take your money and run. To go and say, hey man, pick up this book because I have 50 50 copies of it and I need to get rid of it. It was a shit thing to do. Yeah, you know, I'd rather say, dude, pick this up because it's a badass read, or this is a great artist, or this is a great fucking writer, or this arc is really cool, or what I'm into. And that's the reason why one of the biggest things that anybody can come to me and say is, um, you know, what should I read? To me, that was like, if when I get those people that are just starting to get into comics, and they come in, and they say, I want to read a comic book, what should I read? That's a heavy duty. I got, again, talk about Calofrio, you know. I get that fucking shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You know? And a lot of times I don't ask them, like, what kind of stories are you into? Or what do you... I just say, what do you watch? What makes you fucking into something? Like, what do you... What do you like? And, then, you know, you'll see somebody say, oh, I like comedy. Or I like this. Or I like watching... I'll even say, what TV show? Because then I want it to be related to your taste and what it is. And hopefully it challenges you. And, and you'll say, this is cool. What else you got? And that's where... I can develop that relationship with you and make you a reader. And even if you leave to go to another comic book shop or you go somewhere else or you order your shit online or what have you, I'm still going, oh, shit, cool. You know, like this is something um, that I made you into that. And now I got more of you out there and I evangelized and you're now out there evangelizing, too. And you're going to say, hey, man, you should read this or you, hey, man, you know, and I think that's huge. When people see that, I think that's like the biggest feat I can ever do. To me, that's like holy shit, man! I, to me, that's what I'm. I'm here for. I'm here to to spread the gospel of comics. So I I I felt like doing that. And then what happens is that even if you go somewhere else, they come back. I have customers that come back, and I see them sometimes, and they come back and they say what's up, and and it's a big deal to me because I get a little emotional. They miss me. They say what's up. They want to touch base, and I have a good relationship with them. Sometimes I'm I'm their their psychiatrist. I'm their priest. I'm their everything. I, I have bartender face. I'm the guy that they tell their problems to sometimes or they have their questions and I just sit there and placate them with my bullshit, you know, and I just we have moments and I always enjoy that, too. Um, That to me is the main thing. Um, The other day I, I was making that observation to my girlfriend. I was like and I was talking about like I've been away from the stand up stage for more than a year now. You know, like I haven't gone back because I've been so busy with the business. It's hard for me to just go to a bar at 9 p.m. to wait to come on, go on at 1130 p.m. or 12 a.m. to do a five minute set and then come back. And, you know, I have other stuff going on. I, I have to choose. I have to choose a lane. And and I go, you know, I'm surprised because, you know, regularly I was hungry for it when I was doing it. I was so fucking hungry for it. Every time I went on stage, it was like this big release and I would come back and I would I even have like shakes and stuff like afterwards. It's like, you know, getting on the high board as a kid, you know, and, and you're about to jump in the water or the pool and you're on the highest thing. Um, it's that kind of fright, you know, and afterwards you're just thrilled. You have that adrenaline through you. Uh, 
that kind of moment, you know, I get to have that in my shop. I have my little stand up, my little sermons, my little speeches, my bullshit. And I do it with, you know, the the claim sales. I do it with this podcast. I have those releases. I have that ability to get the stuff out and talk to you guys and get the word out with you guys. So I enjoy that. And so because of that, it's rewarded by having a great relationship with a lot of readers, you know, and, I, and, and a lot of people that are my customers and that are also my friends. You know, I will go so far as say that, too. A lot of these guys became my friends. They're the guys I talk to every week. We know about each other's lives. We relate to each other. If something happens, you know, during COVID, these are the people that rallied and came and helped and checked on each other. So it was a big deal to me. It was like, wow, this is fucking cool. I'm so glad this is happening. Um, so because of that, that's something else that I fucking enjoyed. Uh, I, I think that's just, uh, uh, a, the beautiful component of it that I, 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 unforce- I didn't see that coming. So I, I, I say that as part of the, you need to make readers before you make money. Um, and it was educational. The other thing is that I would say that you have to listen to everyone. The naysayers, the cheerleaders, the pundits, the assholes, everybody. But then listen to yourself. I don't have... I used to get mad at this. And I think I've said it on a podcast. Those fucking memes that will be like, Whatever somebody says, you'll rise on the top. A lion rides alone and blah, blah, blah. And all this shit. You know, this thing that I guess I, I, I go, Maybe I'm just fucking fortunate. I've never had, I think, friends that... Oh, at least deliberately shitted on my dreams, you know, like said, I can't do it. You're being an asshole or anything like that. Um, my, 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 most of my parents, they always loved me and they were always awesome. And my brother, too. They're always awesome. The most is they roll their eyes or they go, huh, because they don't understand. But they always been supportive. You know, they've always been there for me. I mean, when I first opened, my mom came with, you know, for the party with food to feed everybody because that's what moms do. And I love you, mommy, forever. I got to surprise my mom on Mother's Day and it was really cool. And uh, she ugly cried. But, you know, it was awesome. I I was really glad I did it. And thank you, baby. Thank you, Cynthia, for letting it happen because she was awesome. Uh, She helped me get the plane tickets. So, um, so that, you know, all I've ever had was support. But even then, I questioned anything and everything. Because just because it's support, it might be even worse. Because it'll give you the, that false positivity, that false arrogance that you shouldn't have. You need to be measured at all times. You know, you're not the best, but you're definitely you're not the fucking worst. You know, you're, you're, not in the, you're not in the shit, but you're not in the clear either. So you have to keep that in mind. And I always look at that in the same way. And there's people that will tell you, well, you know, it's really hard. What you're trying to do. I mean, you know how many people told me a comic book shop in Hialeah? Like with a question mark and exclamation point sometimes. You know, not in a fuck you kind of way. But really? Like, are you sure? You know, but, you know, selling ice to Eskimos kind of fucking situation. Like, it's not going to really work. But I, I saw the vision and I went for it. And all I could do is inform myself to get to that vision and get there. Um, so in the end, I listened to myself and said, fuck it. And then the last thing I will say, and I was mentioning this in the blog, and I say this, in a, lone wolves die in the wild all the fucking time. 
that idea of the lone wolf of doing it all yourself and everything. Look, first off, it's a great romantic idea, and I've done it for many fucking years. But I will dare say this, and so it will be recorded for posterity. If it wasn't for guys like John Ayua, if it wasn't for guys like Dan Margolis, who are my business partners, I wouldn't fucking be here. I, this shop would not be here. If it wasn't for the customers I had, the people that helped me from everything from financially to physically, the guys that helped me move fridges and boxes of comics and set up shit and do all this stuff, the 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 people that were out there spreading the word and helping me get the word out and telling their friends, I'll go to this cool place. I would not be here. So for that, I always say that lone wolf shit, get it out of your fucking skull. It's dumb. Okay. It's dumb fantasy shit. You know, it doesn't do anything for anybody, especially for yourself. You are a social animal. We're human beings. We're descended from fucking chimps. We are social animals. And as a group and as a community, and that's the main thing that I want to grow out of this place. As a community, you are fucking powerful. When human beings are working together, bad or good, we are very fucking powerful. We in numbers can do a lot of things and we're scary. We're fucking scary, man. And if you can get your own horde of animals and you get an army of the willing, as I call them, those that believe in the same shit as you believe, the ones that are going to be, you know, the first in the choir of the church, the ones that are ready to fucking pick up shield and sword and say, let's fucking go, bro. You point the way you are blessed and take advantage of that and thank them for it. That is another thing I'm very, very, very um proud of i have always thanked everybody always 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 and i have told people to their face i love you and thank you for what doing them for helping me there's too many people out there that have this really bad fucking idea that just do it your own there might be times that yeah you are going to be doing a lot of shit on your own and you're the one with the vision and the idea and you're fucking moses in the desert but guess what motherfuckers you have a whole tribe behind you that needs to follow you and you need to be the one that leads the way. But doesn't mean you got there by yourself. So take that in hand and make that tribe for yourself. And that means there's times that you're going to have to relent. There's times that you have to shut the fuck up. There's times that you're going to have to bow your head. And there's times that you're going to have to take the reins. That means sometimes you're going to rage. Sometimes you got to be the most saw, somber, sober motherfucker in the group and think when everybody's hot-headed. You got to keep things straight. You got to be the first one in and the last one out. And that's the way it is. It's like that stupid. There's a stupid meme like that, but it's very true where they talk about the difference between a boss and a leader. And the boss is the guy on top of the stone while everybody's pulling the stone, telling them where to go. And the leader is the guy in front of everybody pulling with them that same stone and pulling towards where you're going. You need to be the leader. But it doesn't mean you move that stone by yourself. You moved it with a lot of other people and thank them for it. And as Robert Rodriguez said, feed your crew. You know, when you're those people, hey, at least buy a fucking pizza or something or a round of beer for everybody and say thank you. And you'll see that it goes a long fucking way. I That I will say I will preach 100%. will go a long fucking way what a slice of pizza can get you. So... Those are those five antics I want to say. And I think as I mull over for the next 
year until I post again next year and we celebrate seven years. Um, what for sure is uh, one of the best times of my life that I've really, really, really enjoyed and I'm very, very happy about. So I think that's just something I want to like to say and put down on paper. It is a thrilling, excellent thing. I don't think I could have done it earlier in my life. I don't think I was prepared for it. Um, I was probably too young, dumb, and full of cum to be doing anything like this. I think all my antics and bullshit helped inform me and get me to where I needed to get to with it. Um... But it doesn't, you know, it, but it, it, but helped me so much. It got me where I needed to go. Um, I, I, I only look back and say, you know, I did sacrifice a lot. I think there was a whole relationship I threw under the bus with this, possibly. Um, there were other problems and other things there, but I think it might have costed me a, a, a relationship. It might have costed me some friendships along the way, too. And for that, I'm a little sad. But overall, to get on the other side and see it now, it was well, I don't know if it was worth it, but it was part of the experience. And it was uh, a learning experience for sure. And if you have something inside you that you need to get out, you need to do, you want to fucking do plan towards it doesn't mean tomorrow you go and say fuck it all and quit and run out the fucking door plan plan i always tell these young young people you know uh, uh, you guys just need to plan there you go okay work that shit job put a couple of uh, some money away and have that money just so you can make that jump to what you wanted to do even if it's for only two months maybe you only have enough money to pay your bills for two months and start that podcast or work on that comic and do whatever the shit else and then you have to go running back to the job then fucking do it there's nothing wrong with that that's a great fucking thing think about that um those are the kind of things that you have to go for and i think if you can do that Man, you will kick ass big time. Um, Do it. And and it's okay if you fail. It's all right. I've had a bunch of failing other things that I've done still still now. I'm 43 years old now. And I'm like, I look back and I'm like, man, I did a lot of shit. Um, And and, and that's what kind of came from looking at all those photos and looking at the empty walls that we moved into. We started with a display case and four like bedroom fucking racks that we turned around and nailed to the wall to be our racks to show comics now we have these nice shelf systems and all this shit and i was like holy crap we were just hobos selling fucking comics like how the fuck did we do this so i will tell you that is my take on doing this it is a hard fucking industry and you know i'm you know, right now we luckily are riding a big wave. Some can call it a bubble. Some can call it a lot of things. So who knows? Maybe by this time next year, I'm just like, hey, bro, it's over. It's done. Who knows? I'm not going to say it's 100%. You know, COVID almost killed us too. You know, hopefully, you know, next year, this is the, the, that's not the case. Hopefully I'll be like talking to you from my fucking USS fanboy fucking yacht off of fucking somewhere. I think I'm there. I will never own a yacht. I will not do that. I'll rent a yacht, but I'm not going to own one. You know, what the fuck for? Unless, yeah. 
Unless it could be for the cosplay bitches, why not? No. No, I'm not that. That's saying that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, a poignant thing to have in mind. And if, if that's your goal, fucking do it and work towards it and go for it every day. You know, I mean, every fucking dude out there, you know, telling you, you know, fucking every kind of Gary G fucking dude and Gary V fucking dude that's out there. Gary V's awesome, by the way. I'm not shitting on Gary V. I think he's the best one. I'm the, he's the one I listen to. Everybody else can suck my balls. Um those are the guys that you know they'd say go and go do it go do your thing and get that word out and blah 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 it's awesome go for it just plan it just plan it beforehand and if you're young fucking just put some money aside put it together and if you're living with your fucking parents and all that other shit fucking take advantage of it motherfucker i i, I met a, a a friend of uh, my friend's son he's an animator and he's still living with him my friend's a fucking nerd. He's studying animation. He's starting to draw some stuff. They look kind of cool. I go, dude, fucking go make a movie then. Go make a little short film. Go learn the fucking things. He's kind of like doing his AA before. I'm like, dude, do that shit now. He used to take a whole fucking building, as Ralph Sapakshi said, to make a movie. Now you can do it on your desktop. What's it going to cost you? Two years? You have time. Do the two years. Do your short 10-minute thing. You can get to a studio, work uh, workarounds, learn fucking real shit do the thing and it doesn't have to be artistic if you want to start a business you want to learn some shit you know how many times i've been thinking of like man it'd be great to like just quit and go to work at a fucking pizza shop learn how to make pizzas just so i can open my own pizza business or i wanted to open a hot dog cart because i think hot dogs are fucking great nitrates are delicious that kind of thing those are the kind of things that you need to explore and do it and and have faith in yourself and faith in whatever system you believe in when source or whatever god's helped me greatly you know, Christ has blessed me. I am awesome. Fucking great. You know, that's why you have a faith system. Find that faith in yourself and everything and take the leap. Just do it really well informed and a running start. So that's my take on all this. I thank you guys for listening to this podcast, too. If you've noticed, you know, other changes, I am very fortunate and I am very happy. Thank you, guys. And it's all because I did something that frightened the fuck out of me. I would advise you to do the same. All right, so that's the podcast today. I hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I did prattle on pretty long on some of the on on the whole thing with the comic workshop, but I really wanted to say i needed to say to you guys and uh castlevania too i really wanted to kind of stand up for for warren ellis you know uh i think it was a good episode i think i made some good points today uh, unlike other times where i feel like i'm just screaming into the empty space some nonsense i think it was actually pretty good um this week i do have on friday a great uh workshop happening with uh miami Dade college I would enjoy if you guys would take a look at it. Uh, MDC, hold on, ah, crap and steel. Where is what I had to do side for this? Uh, hold on one second. All right, so this Friday, Miami-Dade uh, College Student Writer Conference um, 2021, online from Friday, May 21st, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., 
I will be on in session B from 1 to 2.30 p.m. Session 1B, telling your story using comics to get that idea across with Juan Navarro. Um, it's a free sign-up. If you guys look, I will probably post the link on this episode. And if you guys want to take a participate in that, I will go be going over like the standards and the different ideas and approaches and ways that you can make comics and stuff like that. It's like an intro course, but not into like, oh, what are comics? We kind of fucking know what we're doing in comic wise. It's just how it can be applied in your life and what you want to do with it and uh, all the different ways that you can use it. So it's a free class through Miami-Dade Community College. I thank them for having me on there uh, with uh, Victor Calderon. He's an awesome, awesome, awesome professor over there. And they do good stuff. And, with a bunch, and there's a bunch of other writers and everything else, too. It's really cool. I think it's a really cool point to touch base on and everything else and it's free what the fuck if you got nothing to do for, you know friday afternoon go see it i always wanted to see if there's recorded versions of it I'll, I'll bug victor after after it's done to see if there's any way for people to watch previous episodes we did and everything else uh other than that i will be on remember tuesdays and thursdays at 9 p.m on goblin size facebook i am on live we do our uh New comic claim sales on Tuesdays. So if you hear this on Wednesday, we already did it. And then uh, Thursdays, I do a comic review claim sale on Thursdays. On Sundays, we tend to do the toy claim sale and we talk shit and everything else. It's like our Sunday kind of brunchy kind of thing. But always at 9 p.m. on the Goblin Size Facebook. Also, look, check out our events. We have Goblin Fest is back. We're going to be doing a new Goblin Fest for June 26th with a Smash tournament and everything else. Uh, we're going to have bands playing. We're going to have food. We're going to have vendors. It's fucking going to be awesome. So check that out if you can. We will be doing one for August 14th for free comic book day. Uh, that one's also in the works. So stuff is happening. As always, you can find me on Through My Links. You can help the podcast through the Patreon. Give a buck to the podcast. Give a buck to you know whatever making comics you know my just general my to keep me doing this thing that i'm doing if i entertain you in any sort of way uh and you can always find me at fwakata.com f-w-a-c-a-t-a and uh you know and let me know what's up i'd like to hear from you guys like i said in the beginning of podcast you can go to anchor now and you send your voicemails through there or use the anchor app and you can send the voicemail to me i would love to hear what you guys are thinking or what you guys have questions for me or whatever the fuck let me know uh until then i'll see you guys next week on wednesday this one's gonna be on time hopefully if the app doesn't fuck up uh, <laughs> on time 8 a.m and we'll get more out there and we'll talk soon I'll see you guys next week. Be good.